0: guys, I'm John. And I am David. Welcome to episode one. Uh, This is going to be our intro into Romans of our Romans series. We're going to be doing an overview. Um, After this, we're going to start going verse by verse, but this is just uh, an overview so we can get the big picture, and then uh, we can always keep that in mind when we're going through and reading this stuff. That's right. So, probably first and foremost, uh, the first question I would have is, is who wrote Romans? You know,
1: well romans was written by the apostle paul now if you're unfamiliar with the apostle paul uh, he wasn't always uh, you know a good christian boy you know <laughs> no <laughs> he started out at the end of the other end of the spectrum uh, he was I actually believed that it was his purpose to persecute christians
0: persecute what do you mean well he, was, <laughs> he wasn't he well
1: <laughs> it wasn't pretty you know he what they would do back then did
0: well whoa, 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 hold on did he like just make them look like idiots in the in the market or something yeah you know? yeah
1: he, he was like you know, sliding through DM, dms and, and like you know hey <laughs> you know y'all y'all are a bunch of stinky yeah, stupid heads. yeah
0: yeah no he was trying to kill him <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much anyway. and he was pretty successful there were the, the 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 um let's see Acts nine i was reading through here it, it it starts off and this is this is under, under the esv uh, but the header for axe eight is Saul ravages the church, yes. you know, so, and, and people were scared of Saul. They, they, like, there was people that, that were told to go talk to Saul, and they were like, oh, God, like, I can't <laughs> no. go to him. <laughs> yeah, he'll kill me.
1: Yes, no, yeah, he had the, quite the reputation, like, throughout the, the Christian world, like, they knew who he was. When you heard Paul's coming to town, actually, it or was, Saul. Let's, yeah, let's talk about that. At first, his name was Saul. Yeah. Yeah, of was, Tars- that,
0: was it Saul of Tarsus, yeah.
1: Yes, yes. He was a Hellenistic Jew, so he had dual citizenship. He was a citizen of Rome, but he was also uh, a Jew. Um, But he was also a Pharisee. He was well-learned. So he's a smart uh, academic man. He knows what he's talking about. He knows the Torah inside and out. Right. Um, So, and make no mistake, he loved God. You know, he was just doing what he thought he was supposed to be doing. I mean, imagine... When, when, as Christians, we get upset when someone makes fun of Jesus, but we know we're not supposed to burn down their house and, you know, kill them. That's, yeah, that's not, we're not the Crusades. No, <laughs> but, no, that's not. Uh, that's not what we're doing. That's right. But uh, things worked a little differently back then. You know, they had the Old Testament to look at. Um, so, in their eyes, um, removing forcibly people who'd, who were pretty much blaspheming and speaking heresy against Yahweh the God of the universe. That made perfect sense to them. And, um, he had a a bit of an experience with the risen uh, Lord Jesus.
0: Yeah. That was Uh, actually his, his, we were talking about this, his watershed moment, his like Paul could look back on his life and there'd be before that. And there'd be after that.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's why he kind of changed his name. One of the reasons was, of course, he'd be mainly focusing on the Gentiles. Um, but another reason is it's symbolic. He's no longer the old man, the persecutor. He's now Paul, the apostle. You know, he, he loves Jesus. He loves the gospel. Um, he recognized that he didn't deserve what Jesus did for him. Yeah. Um, but because he was seeking after God, you know, uh, he Bible
0: had a he had a zeal, is what yeah, it says. he had a
1: zeal. I believe that's one of the reasons why God chose to reveal Himself to the way Paul, uh, yeah, reveal Himself to to Paul the way he did. Right. Was because of his. <clears throat> Passion and zeal for the Lord—it was just misplaced.
0: Right. Yeah. Which that can be the case for all of us. Um, so, his conversion. Uh, we David and I were talking about this. It's in Acts nine, and let's see, Acts nine uh, three. Now, now, as he went on his way, he approached Damascus. Damascus. This is Paul, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. So they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight and neither ate nor drank. I heard something that was really interesting, and, and we've talked about it, uh, just the nature of, of Saul then, but who would become Paul. He, he was a Pharisee, mm-hmm. so he didn't have a, a, a full understanding, you know, God's understanding of, of this message. But how crazy would that be? <clears throat> you... You're persecuting these people that that are talking about Jesus. You're killing them. You're, you know, I don't I don't know that he killed anyone directly, but he was getting them imprisoned and right. trying to get them killed. That he was, was his, involved in that. He was that very was much involved. <laughs> yeah. He wanted them to die. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. then the very person that, that you think, you know, which is Jesus, that that they, you know, thought was was a, a blasphemer and all these things, he appears to you. The the guys that that you're going to Damascus with didn't see it, but they heard the voice, so they were witnesses to a supernatural encounter. And then you're blind, yeah. And then you spend three days, and and like we've talked about, they didn't have in in the conventional uh, sense the Bible that we have today. A lot of this stuff was memorized. Like um, we'll probably see this in Romans, but there would be times where people would would quote the beginning of of a particular scripture. And the reason they did that is they didn't have verses and chapters. They were trying to say, hey, go back and read this part of Isaiah or this part of this. And so Paul knew all this stuff. And so he's sitting there for three days. What's going on in his head where he's like, oh, crap, yeah. I, I should be dead right now, you know? And then he's like, oh, wait, all these prophecies about the Messiah, like they really were fulfilled in Jesus, all this stuff that that's been talked about for hundreds of years, it really was fulfilled. Because, I mean, I'm blind. I he I saw him, and and the guys that I was with didn't see him. They heard this voice. So that's that would be a crazy, crazy experience.
1: Yeah, you could say he was blind, but now he but sees. now he could
0: just like yep, <laughs> just like we see with with the blind guy, and um, I think it's in in the Gospel of Mark. So. The Apostle Paul, um, we went over that. Now, who was the audience, and, and what was the purpose of Romans, and why is it why is it different than some of the other epistles?
1: Yeah, I can start out uh, addressing the, the first question, which was, who was the audience? And it's pretty obvious, because it's in the title, it was right. to the, the Roman church, the church in Rome. You don't have to think very hard about this one. No. Yeah. Um, that's the nice thing about Paul's Most, most of his letters,
0: yeah, you don't really have to think. It's like, who who is the Corinthians to? Well, the church in Corinth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's right there. It's like, oh, yeah, then you have Hebrews, and you're like, Ugh, nobody knows. Yeah, <laughs> Just knows? to some random guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, which must feel great for them up in heaven. They're like, no, it was us. What's wrong with <laughs> you? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so the Roman church, like, um, so the church in Rome, These these were Christians who, uh, through the spreading of the gospel, somehow made up to Rome. We're not sure if it was uh, early apostles who came up to them, or if it was from people who had been like Jews visiting during the events of First Acts or the Second Acts.
0: I don't remember, but basically the Day of Pentecost. Yeah, the Day of Pentecost.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, who. You know, were visiting on Pentecost, heard the gospel, got saved, and went up to Rome and started spreading it.
0: Because they also it says in, in that passage that that during all that the people had come from all over Jerusalem. That's why we have the the first evidence of speaking in tongues. They were literally either speaking or the people were perceiving different languages because these were Jews from all over the world.
1: That's right, and we see this mirrored when uh, the apostle Peter goes to talk to. Uh, the Roman centurion Cornelius, and he starts speaking in tongues. And that's a sign to him that, okay, the gospel is not just for the Jews. Yeah. It's for everybody. Everyone. Which is funny, because God's been trying to knock this into Peter's head, and he's just not <laughs> yeah, getting it. Yeah, yeah. He lowers down the big tarp, and he's like, kill and eat. And he's like, I oh, no, know that's not unclean. And God's yeah. like, no, that's not what I mean. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: know, yeah. Yeah. That, so. that some, someone say that that was his theological filter. Yeah, <laughs> you could say that, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got... We've got the saints, or just the people that that follow Jesus uh, or Christ in Rome. Um, to to me, the purpose, what I love about Romans, we've talked about this. There's so much there. Yes, because it's he's not addressing you know certain issues um, like he is in some of the other epistles where you know he's he's been there before. And he hears through the grapevine that, like, some weird stuff's going on, and he's like, Stop it, you know, get in line. Um, he's just giving his account of the gospel. Um, so there's a lot of, there's some passages that are just mind blowing. Oh, yeah. Because, convict you. yeah, that they will convict you, and, and like we've talked about, um, Oh, I was reading it the other day I don't remember which which of Peter's epistles it is but you know basically he does say he was like there's things that that guy Paul writes about they're hard to understand and I'm like yeah that's that's <laughs> literally uh, some of Romans is really easy to understand and then some you're just like wow you know this I may not ever get this until I die yeah um so the purpose was that was kind of a, a long way to explain that. But really the purpose in Paul's own writing um, was because he wanted these people in Rome to be established, you know, through his apostleship, to, to know the truth, to, to know these things. Um, you know, he, he hadn't been there before. He, he probably wasn't sure he had heard of their faith. But there's probably some stuff that he's like, well, I hope that this is what they believe. But if not, I'm just going to write and tell them, the truth, and then they have that until I can get there. Because he, he wanted to go to Rome really badly.
1: Yes, yes. Paul was what you would call an overachiever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. He looked at uh, Rome as a springboard that would let him get into Spain. Yeah. And from Spain, you know, he, he mentions the bar, the barbarians. So he's also thinking from Spain until, you know, Britain land and beyond, really. Yeah. He was very um, mission Missionary uh, centered, I guess you could say. Well, yeah. even the word apostle—that uh, means to be sent out. Yeah. So he was very as uh, zealous. Again, we see that zeal. Yeah. This time he had it, a, he had a passion. Yeah, it's in the correct, um, correct way. He's yeah, not killing yeah. people anymore? Well, yeah, he was.
0: He he had this one route, you know, and he was like, "Oh, this is great." And then God was like, "No, you need a nudge over here," you know. But it was more than a nudge. It was like yeah, a let's, kick in the side. Let's direct that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: Okay. Um. It was written around 57. Most people agree with that. Um, Paul was probably in Corinth. This, Now, I found this interesting. This seems to be about 25 years after his conversion. Um, so Paul's been doing the Christian thing for a long time. Um, and then, yeah, he, he was going to end up going to Spain. Paul talks about a lot of times, though, it's it's just a different mindset i think and we've talked about this before he he desperately wanted to be with these guys he yes. was like man like I, i've been trying to get here i've been a i've been not successful so far um and that bothered him he wanted them to know hey i'm not disregarding you i want to go there and i think especially in the bible belt we just don't have that mentality much anymore. You know, it's just like church is something you go into. But back in the day, I mean, these Christians, they were like sticking together. They were like, Man, I want a fellowship with you. I can't wait to get together and then just talk about God with you.
1: Yes, so, and that's, you know, one of the things I love when I read my Bible now, I notice this is that as harsh as the apostle Paul can be He's very loving. Oh yes, he expresses how much he wants to be with these people. Um, You know, he how he treats uh, Timothy. You know, he's basically like a father figure to him. And he, it's as you said, he was looking forward to spending time with these people. Uh, He he saw them as his spiritual family, and it's he makes it very well known uh, that even though he comes across as very uh, direct and blunt and to the point, he's doing it out of love.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all out of love. So, let's just go through... This is this is going to be really quick um, compared to the the uh, rest of the series, but this is just a really big... Like, if we're standing 100 yards back looking at the Book of Romans. Um, so, we're going to start, you know, in the introduction. There's some really good stuff there. Uh, it's basically like you and I have talked about, it's it's the summary of the gospel, uh, and it's all in one sentence. I mean, if you notice that, like it's just commas and, and breaks and stuff, but it's literally in one sentence, the gospel. And then he takes that and he expands on it, and um, we we start seeing, so, uh, sin and our, our need for salvation, and it, he specifically talks about how Jews and Gentiles both need this salvation. They they both sin, and they both desperately need Jesus. Um, And then then we start talking about our justification by faith. Um, We have Old Testament examples, because I think a lot of times, I've heard this argument before, and it's interesting, because if you don't know what the Bible says, you'd be like, well, maybe there's some merit to that. But people disregard Jesus, because they say, well, he was the Messiah for the Jewish people. And they didn't even receive them. And what we see in Romans is there was a reason for that. And they had to have that that uh, mystery hidden from them for God's purpose to be fulfilled. Um, so we're going to see examples in the Old Testament of being justified by faith. Because yes. um, that's, that's a really big thing for Paul. Is He's like, hey, it's not by your works. It is literally only because God is good, and He's going to justify you by faith. You're getting righteousness, but it's not your own; it's Christ's righteousness.
1: Yes, and that is uh, something we'll also get more into probably later on. Is you know what faith is, uh, but just like quick blanket statement, it's it's trusting God. Yeah, like the Greek word uh, pistis, pistis, it just means trust. Yeah, so it's it's not like this uh, superpower that you have. It's, it's just trusting God and who He is and knowing that He'll do what He says He's going to do.
0: Yeah, and then once we go on from that, um, we get more into some stuff that maybe to us in our Western type of viewing things is, is a little hard to understand, but hopefully hopefully we can approach that rightly. Um, but he starts talking about uh, Jews and a partial hardening uh, for the Jews so that the gentiles could be uh, grafted in to this nation um, because that's that's another thing that, that he that we've talked about the apostles still after um, after all this had gone down and they were they were going out preaching the gospel it took a little bit before they realized um and, and this is being revealed by God before they realized that that God is the God of the Jews and the Gentiles. He's the God of everyone. Uh, so it wasn't an exclusive, or it wasn't an yeah, it wasn't an an exclusive message. It wasn't just for the Jews. Uh, this was the good news for everyone.
1: Yeah, we see that also uh, later on. Uh, it's I don't remember what book it's in, but Paul addresses Peter and the rest of the disciples directly. Yeah, and points out, okay, y'all are treating. Your Gentile brothers differently, and that ain't our. That's not good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, that shows the heart that the Apostle Paul had for, you know, for people. He and the truth, you know, uh, and also kind of helps us see the apostles in more of a a human way. It takes it takes them off the stained glass window, and you know helps us realize that they're people. Yeah. They're not perfect.
0: They were they were vessels that were used by God. You know, it, at an appointed time, we don't uh, we don't pray to Peter, we don't pray to Paul. They yeah. can't they can't do anything for you. And then, uh, at the very end, twelve around Romans twelve to, to fifteen or so, it, he basically just talks about um, how this applies in your life. You know how how you as a Christian should walk and act and and all that good stuff. And then uh, Romans 16 is, is him closing basically. So that's basically an overview. Next week, we're going to, we're going to start getting into Romans. Uh, We're going to start obviously chapter one, start going verse by verse and just see what it has to say.
1: Yep. I'm pretty excited for that.
0: I am too. We'll see you guys later. See you later.